1: Transgender Point of View is an Australian news and current affair panel talk show. Airing weekly and hosted by Joy94.9. Transgender people come from every region around the world, racial and ethnic backgrounds and faith communities. Chances are that you've met a transgender person, even if you don't know it. But there are still many misconceptions about trans people. And as a transgender person, there are a lot of questions asked of us every day.
0: What's this about using they as a pronoun? Isn't letting a trans person use my bathroom dangerous? Do I refer to you as he, she, it or they?
1: So what's your real name? Are you a drag queen?
0: What's the difference between sex and gender, and why does it matter so much? Did you have the operation?
1: What is stealth? How does someone know they are transgender? Really random questions. Are you sure you're not just super gay? You must be a transvestite. What bathroom do you use?
2: Will I be able to have
1: sex? What does cis mean? This is Transgender Point of View on Joy 94.9. Now, here's Michelle. Good evening. You are listening to Transgender Point of View. Mama Mish here.
2: With Anastasia.
1: Hey, babe. How are you going?
2: I'm very relieved. I'm going to share this journey with the, the audience. I was going to
1: say, you know, look, from from as one immigrant to another, I mean, you know, it's not like you can really tell with my, my uh, you know, an interesting accent, um, that I really, <laughs> look, I appreciate the journey you've been going through, you know, as technically a refugee. Yeah. Um, would you like to share... A little bit of personalness?
2: Well, you know, I I promise I will share with you guys after my break. I'm I'm taking a break. Yeah. And I will be back in 10 days.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Very nice.
2: You will hear all about it, I promise.
1: Now, wait a minute. I came back for the show tonight. (laughs) I was away myself (laughs) on a holiday for a break. And I've come back, you know, to do the show. So you're not coming back to do the show. You're just going to go and... Disappear? No, uh, I'm just taking one week off <laughs>
2: from everything. Um, I really need some time to sort of oh, absorb everything in and process my feelings.
1: You deserve it. Uh, and, yeah, with my man yeah. With perhaps, your man? Perhaps. perhaps. So is this a new one or the old one or is this the third one, one? or the second one? <laughs> your, yeah, your harem. Which one? Your harem. <laughs> do, do, they, do, do they know that you were on here and talking about them? And
2: well, they know. Uh, <laughs> so this particular guy, he knows that, you know, um, I've been seeing other people. And he encourages me to see other people. Does
1: he know you talk about it publicly on, on live video? He
2: knows. Video? <laughs> he, knows. Like he even went through my dating apps with so, me.
1: No, but here's the thing. You know, here's the thing. You know, you need to, to bring him to mama so we can have the talk <laughs> and make sure, you know, that he's not a bad boy. So when are you going to bring him on so we can interview him?
2: Uh, maybe. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he's fully in my hands, you know? When, fully in your hands. When, when he's eating from my hands, you
1: know? <laughs> wow, look at you. <laughs> well, you know, lots of boys didn't want to wife me, so... I see, I see, <laughs> I see. Look at you all up yourself. I, uh, No, look, I... Look, and I, I have to say, like, I really appreciate, you know, all that you've been going through. And I couldn't... Like, if you couldn't be here to be on the show and, and stuff, it would be... It wouldn't be the same without you, so... Um, I'm relieved as well. Yeah, well,
2: I honestly, I having some hindsight, I wonder how did I pull off everything because like the legal stuff on one hand, and running the show by by myself on the juggling other. juggling the
1: men in your life
2: as well, <laughs> and you know my other aspects in my life. So so, yep. Here you go. There's some pimples right here. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> you're one pimple. One- I never had pimples before, and now I have. <laughs> and your
1: one gray hair. And
2: they're hormonal breakouts you know so that's
1: bad honey what yeah. do you get to be my age <laughs> <laughs> so you mean like
2: perfect skin
1: <laughs> my age well I will have perfect skin I've, I've got horrible skin I no look I, I yeah I I, I think the world of love you you know I, I love you I pick on you but only with love <laughs> so what else is going on what what else is new in the world what are you doing this long weekend is, it, you, is this part of your, your 10 days off or are you doing anything this weekend special uh,
2: no, uh, I have uh, journalists wanting to interview me, so... Who? Uh, somebody from SBS and somebody from ABC, uh-huh. they want to pick up my, my story. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. <laughs> I'm breaking the mainstream now. <laughs>
1: You're breaking the mainstream.
2: Uh, yes, and uh, that's it. And planning for my vacation, or staycation, perhaps, nice. I don't know.
1: Where are you going to go? Anything special?
2: I really want to go to the countryside, uh... A bit more civilized than where I was last time. Yeah. Uh, And just enjoy some quiet time and just, you know, again, cry my heart out or, you know, just sleep, really. (laughs) I I really need sleep.
1: You do. Look, and that's what I did. Um, I went away myself to Lauren and disappeared and just had some time away and sat at a friend's place on the balcony and overlooked, like, the bay and took the kids for a walk. I had a nana nap a nana nap I had a nana nap I would I, have two I felt <laughs> look and I'm one of those people I don't want to waste every minute any minute that I have in a day and um, um, so yeah so I went and just went for a walk walks in the beach and we went to walks in the forest and you know listen to the rain come down we oh, were walking along in the woods okay. in the woods and the kids and we just checking out the waterfalls and then I came back started doing some drawings and I just kind of passed out it was yeah. nice yeah so,
2: see, that's the thing I am looking for, too, next week.
1: But I don't um, have a man. I don't have a woman in my life. I have a man. So, you know, <laughs> well, you Well, I may or may, may not
2: have him next week with me. I don't There'll know. it will be a different man. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Come on. Look at this. <laughs> You're have to love this. Love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're hilarious. Well,
2: to that show, we have a, a few th- positive things coming yep. up. So, first of all, we have Violette. She used to be on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a guest. And secondly, we will be talking about the Leisure Centre in Reservoir opening Mm -hmm. a night for transgender diverse community.
1: Yep. Nice. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. You are listening to Transgender Point of View. We'll be back shortly.
2: This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Welcome back to Trans Bov and Joy 94.9. This is Anastasia Lee, your host for the night. Well, Mama Mish is away on her break. So in the room today, I wonder if you all remember Violet. Hello. Is that too far away? Here I am. Hello. Hello, everyone. So due to technical issues, we're sharing the same microphone. (laughs) Getting
3: very intimate. Hello.
2: Yeah, like like the mouth-to-mouth kind of thing already. (laughs) (laughs) So Violet, uh, last time when you were in the studio with me, um, you were looking for work Mm -hmm. and... um, you know, you expressed how much you would like to contribute to the community yourself. Yes, yes. And have you got any news so far? I do. So
3: um, I'm currently working at a place called Matchworks. It's a an employment agency um, and I am I, in the disability division. But the reason why I, I, t- I took this job is because... They were looking for someone with lived experience within the uh, diverse community and uh, myself uh, having worked with Matchworks before as a client. um, They thought it was great for me to uh, go in um, and to help uh, everyone else within, within our community um, and so it's been really, really good. And actually, um, Mama Mish was the one who put me up for this job.
2: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes.
3: wow. She was the one who vouched for me, and then that's why I was uh, I was selected for the interview.
2: Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I enjoy your new look tonight. Um, thank you. New hair color, neon yeah. pink.
3: Well, I mean, it's still it's still pink. It's still kind of the same. <laughs> Uh, it
2: looks fresh to me,
3: though. Oh yeah, because like I, I, I've been maintaining it, putting a bit more red into it, just to um, so so it can stay a bit more, uh, pink when it fades. So yeah.
2: And, and the thing is, like, you look very vampy today, though. I think it's a lipstick color.
3: I think yeah, I think it's a lipstick because it, it, it's it's a dark purple. I think that's why I'm I'm <coughs> looking a bit, you know, dark.
2: <laughs> and your eyes. Well, the thing is that like, you use purple on your eyelids today, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So it seems darker than usual.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought I'd do something a bit different. Uh, and I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Well, So that's, not, and then, so how are you feeling? Uh, and how long have you been do, doing this now?
3: Um, I, I've been, uh, it's about a month, a month since I, since I started. So still pretty fresh into this job and it's, it's great. Like, um, it's, it, it was definitely challenging within the first few weeks. Um, just trying to learn all of the systems and all of that. But it's been really, really good because one of the things that I found really, really um, uh, great and, like, uh, heartwarming was the fact that I used to uh, be part of this trans women focus group that Matchworks was um, holding because um, they were trying to help uh, trans women specifically to find work. And um, now that I'm part of Matchworks, I... Um, spoke to some people and I actively wanted to be able to contribute back into that group and so I'm uh, working uh, with that group actively now as one of the facilitators rather than being a client and I've also uh, joined the uh, rainbow committee that's part um, uh, that they are just made in, in Merchworks so really trying to help give back to those who have helped me along the way
2: and um have you noticed any changes in your mental health um since you got out of freshly out of employment unemployment
3: um actually yeah yeah like like I it, it was a it was a very nice change you know like going from um not having anything um going for me at the time and the money was really hard and just trying to you know figure out what to do in day-to-day life, but now that I have, like, a, um, a set schedule and I'm seeing all of these people that I can help, it's really, uh, like, lifted up my spirits, you could say. Yeah. I, and, like, I'm in, I'm in a really good place at the moment, really happy, and I'm very content with the fact that I can help people now.
2: So, and I know you're fairly fresh in this position, and, but I assume you might have had a few clients already. What would be the main issues with the trans unemployment rate? Uh,
3: Yeah, so, like, I I have been seeing some clients, um, uh, like, ever since I started. Now, a lot of the issues that I find, um, not necessarily from clients that I have um, uh, helped, but just clients in in general, is that there is a lot of... uh, Uh, reluctance to get into the workforce especially when people are early into their transition or they haven't um, done their social or medical transition yet because it's there's this big fear of discrimination and um there's also this stigma that um trans people have that no one's going to hire me because I am trans and uh, it really um Hampers them finding work because they kind of self sabotage in the sense that they are reluctant to apply because they don't think anyone's going to take them in
2: mm. so um that's something um I actually questioned before um like for me, you have recognized your identity that's like that's one of the biggest hurdle anybody can actually overcome so for me I guess you know um, you should also surrender yourself to you know to to, um, or actually surrender defensiveness if that makes sense you know because the world is getting better I mean it's still crazy politically but you know um, there are so many companies now that started to see the values of Diversity in terms, of, in terms of cultural identities as well, gender identities as well. So, you know, please see Violet at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> MatchWorks or see our Mama Mesh. You know, it fits it for work. Um, they've been doing an amazing job. Now, another personal question: What if one day I had my own business? Would you work with or for me? Of
3: course. <laughs> I mean, like, what, like, why, why not? I don't, I don't see why there would be a, a major problem uh anyway so of course of course i would
2: yeah. well because you know i've been dreaming of like building my own kingdom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. and uh, you know it's just for trans and gender diverse focused kingdom you know and yeah go beyond that <laughs> i think it will be a beautiful place an absolutely beautiful place i mean i'm wearing my watch kind of looking stuff right now but you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll be all demure and classy <laughs>
3: yeah yeah of course of course it, it, it'll it'll come with all the bells and whistles and everyone will be absolutely fabulous
2: and um, so now you are in the door, I mean, you've walked through the door and you are in a be- much better place. Uh, what do you expect yourself to be doing or what can you see yourself in, in the next year or so? Uh,
3: within the next year or so, I, I think um, I'd still want to continue with, with doing all, all of this work because it really has a like a, a sense of fulfilment. You know, like, I really want to be able to help people because now that I've been given the opportunity to do so, I think it's uh, great for someone to be in a position like I am uh, that is, um, you know, quite public and people can come to me and, uh, you know, like, seek help and I can help them and all that. And I, I, I just... I think I'd, i I just want to keep doing this job until you know eventually I get sick of it or maybe I won't even get sick of it i don't know but um i I think in in the foreseeable future, this is something that I would like to continue and help to grow and just uh you know be someone that people can talk to you mm-hmm. know if they if they need help but not you know not necessarily just for finding work but just someone who people can approach and ask oh you know how did how do I go about this or or like I need some help with that and I I, want to be that person that people can just say you know come to me
2: for well so now you're in a much better place or is there any you know um, hobbies or anything you would like to participate in now with you know given how um, you are more financially stable
3: um, in terms of hobbies, I don't, I don't really have anything that I, I think, uh, you know, is, is impacted by, by my work now. Obviously, like having stable um, income obviously helps, you know, w- with purchasing certain things. But I think uh, in terms of what I already do now, I would love to um, get more into doing community work and like outreach and stuff like that to those who really, really need it. Um, particularly within, you know, the, the the diverse community and more specifically, you know, the trans community.
2: Or you can just come join Trans POV <laughs> <laughs> on Join 94.9. <laughs> I mean, I, obviously
3: that is an option that I can do, but uh, <laughs> it, it just depends if it fits in my schedule.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? And the thing is, like, my big... I, th- I feel like we share the same vision and imagine a world where... You know, you are like the director of one of the biggest employment agencies and, you know, <laughs> you know, you have trans women of Asian or African background in power.
3: How amazing would that be? I think that would be absolutely amazing because it's, you know, it's it's a very, very a small percentile of the general populace. I mean, like, already, like, transgender people within Australia, like, we are already a small minority. And then even more so are those of us who are persons of colour. And that's something that I've, you know, talked about with uh, with you, Anastasia, and also with um, uh, Mama Mish and, like, other people. It's just that there aren't that many people out there who are trans people of colour in positions uh, uh, that are public because it's just um, something that within our culture, within our respective cultures that is um, not talked about. You know, we don't have any, any people in the public because more often than not we're um, vilified or attacked or something like that because our cultures don't understand. And so, you know, being that someone now in a, a position, it's just great. And I'd love to see more people, um, you know, not just transgender people, but, like, just more persons of colour in general in positions of power that, you know, where we can help the uh, other people.
2: Mm. I really loved what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to boast, but I think, um, yeah, like, we are fairly active and... um Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. I mean, there's also well, tokenism. There's always like a perks and cons to it too. So yeah, well, thank you so much, Violet for uh, you know coming on such a coming in in on such a on such a short notice you're listening to Me on Joy 94.9 is Anastasia Lee, and I look forward to interview you in the future with more endeavors and more achievements
3: <laughs> yes and I look forward to coming back and, and talking about it cuz like I I'd love coming out here Or
2: well, be part of the gang really <laughs> 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 all right well, have a good day, Violet, and I shall speak to you soon.
3: Yes, and likewise, and everyone else. Have a good day.
2: On the phone with me I have Suzanne Renee. Is it is it Renee? Rennie. Rennie. So sorry. Um Suzanne René from the Derby Council. She's the mayor with exciting um programme coming up for the trans and gender diverse community. Hi, Suzanne. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you.
2: Yeah, so would you be able to tell me more about the upcoming program the council is hosting?
0: Sure. So on Saturday the 5th of October and Saturday the ninth of November, we are opening the Reservoir Leisure Centre. Um, to host two all-ages, trans and gender-diverse community nights. And all the facilities of the, that centre will be open and that includes a lap pool and a play pool, a spa, um, the gym with the equipment and some classes as well.
2: Oh, wow, this is excellent news, especially for those who reside in that sort of town. Um, so what really gave you the idea to start this awesome project?
0: Um, for many years council has had a same-sex attracted and gender diverse advisory committee and some time ago um that committee suggested this was a bit of a gap and something that we could look at and so we started um in february 2018 just with a swim night and we've since expanded that to include um classes and all the gym facilities as well
2: that sounds amazing. So with them in council, do you know the percentage of trans and gender diverse population within your council? In, in no, we
0: don't. Um but we know that there's a real need. Um, for this type of service and and the people also traveled from outside of Darabin, um yeah. to attend so we were really happy for this to be something that we could offer for the region when we um, first did the trans and gender diverse swim night in february 2018 we were the first leisure center anywhere to do that and we're really proud of that and and so people traveled um, quite a long way to participate
2: Okay, and then uh, with the facilities at the council, um, what have you done or at least improved to ensure there's um, there's excellent inclusion at the venue?
0: Um, so on this night, the pool will otherwise be closed to the public. Um, yeah. So this is this is an evening that is specifically for trans and gender diverse community members, mm-hmm. and that means that um, everyone can feel safe and they can for example use the change room of their choice yeah. Um, we know that in general facilities that can be quite a concern for people because they feel as though they may not be safe or welcome in the, the change room of their choice, for example. And um, people are very welcome to bring their friends and family or partners yeah. um, so that they can come in a very supported environment.
2: Would there be um, facilities for kids as well?
0: Yes, absolutely. So it is somewhere people can come with their kids. It's all ages. Yeah. Um, there'll be great things for kids for example in the pool we have a giant inflatable um sort of obstacle course that kids can play on and and jump over and i'd have to say it's great for adults as well um but we certainly see this as a family event um and people of all ages are welcome
2: oh that sounds amazing and um have you um got a link um that we can share on our social media to the audience?
0: Um, I think that there's some information about this night on the Reservoir Leisure Centre Facebook page yep, and so also on the council page. So yep. our council page is au forward slash RLC, which stands for Reservoir Leisure Centre.
2: So also, um, is there any other project from the Darren Council um, specifically for trans and gender diverse community upcoming in the future? Can you see that happening?
0: These are the only specific ones that I think we've got planned at the moment, but we are really open to hearing from community members about what they want and what they would find valuable. And certainly, um, it's feedback from community that enabled us to get this happening. We pride ourselves on being a really inclusive municipality and one that um, does lots of stuff to make um, many groups in our community feel welcome and valued and you know particularly those groups that might have experienced some discrimination in the past so if people have ideas about other things they feel council should do um, Mm. we'd love to hear them but specifically in relation to swimming pools and gym use we were aware that that was an area where people often didn't feel safe and included and that's why we, we came up with this program.
2: All right. Well, I really hope that, um, you know, this um, is going to be an ongoing thing and perhaps, you know, would be a, a weekly thing even, you know, because uh, fitness is very important um, in our mental health and a lot of us struggle with that.
0: <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. And and one of the things we're really pleased about, in fact, is that we did this first but other leisure centres have followed. And so right across Melbourne now there are other leisure centres Offering these sort of programs, which means that um, there's more chance that people will always be able to find something that can suit them, and that um, it's it's become accepted that it's a really worthwhile thing for um, leisure centres to do.
2: All right, and um, from my personal knowledge, Derby Council has always been one of, one of the most progressive um, councils uh, in Melbourne. <laughs> Um, Could you please um, sort of, you know, give me, tell me, like, how um, we got so progressive, especially in your particular area, in in that sort of um, count, yeah, neighbourhood, really?
0: Um, uh, Look, I think that this is an area where people generally care a lot about social justice and inclusion, and eliminating discrimination are critical social justice issues, and Mm. you know, I'm really pleased that there was unanimous support from councillors for this kind of initiative. So there were no people who said, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that or I don't agree. And, you know, I think that that also came through in the terrible debate that the country had about marriage equality. And I say terrible because we, we should never have had that debate. It should have just been a given yeah. that everybody um, had those rights. But um, this is a community that really stood up and said, no, we, we stand for equality for everyone and... You know, council came out on that occasion also fighting for the rights of everyone in the community and did a lot of activities to support people, you know, family fun days for people who had been impacted by the postal survey, um, celebratory events when we achieved um, marriage equality. And I think that um, it's really nice to be part of a council where there's unanimous support for those kind of activities.
2: Now, you were we were talking about ideas uh, and feedback from the communities. Uh, is there a way that they can contact the council to provide their thoughts and ideas?
0: Absolutely. We just love hearing from community members who have ideas about what we can do to improve and, and do more. Um, people can email council at, um, and the email address is mailbox at Darabin, which is D-A-R-E-B-I-N or they can phone us on eight four seven zero double eight double eight, 08888 and let us know what they think we should do and whether you have you know ideas because it's clear to me from from working with communities and and in this community for years that some of the best things we do uh, are generated from ideas that come from community members.
2: And um, just a personal question, Susan, how long have you been involved with the community?
0: Um, I have um, been a long-time campaigner for equality, um, starting with the Love Makes a Family campaign in family. 2008, which yep. was a campaign to achieve um, access to reproductive technology for same-sex parents and um, recognition of same-sex parents on birth certificates. and. You know, I've remained involved. I haven't always had as much time to campaign as I would like to have. But um, I just think that equality is so important and that everyone benefits from being in a community where everyone is valued equally.
2: And um, that's actually over a decade of love and commitment. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you.
0: I've been part of a rainbow family myself. (laughs) Yeah. but then, I, I sort know, of understand that, you know, marginalisation or discrimination takes all kinds of forms and it is never acceptable.
2: Yeah, well, but then at the same time, you know, because um, being part of the community itself, I know like there are other hurdles, you know, the mental, the personal mental health issues and as well as our work and fighting for our own rights as well. So just, you know, all this contribution of yours is Tremendous, You know, just like everybody else who volunteers and fight, you know, re- relentlessly for the community. I, I really appreciate that. Um, and we just on the note of, you know, equality and, you know, um, marginalization. I know recently you had Mama Alto as a keynote speaker. Yes. Uh, would you be able to tell more about that?
0: Sure, that was incredibly exciting. So the year before last, um, every year Darabin Council has a a social justice oration, which is named after a woman called Molly Hadfield, who was a significant social justice campaigner in our community. And when she died, we decided to honour her by having this special annual oration where we invite a prominent woman who has an amazing story to tell to come and, and talk to people about the work that they do And the social justice dimensions of that. And the year before last, we had Mama Alto come and speak. She was absolutely amazing. She just captivated the audience. Um, She gave a speech which was both accessible, but incredibly intellectual and really challenged, I think, people's thinking, but also educated people around trans issues and how we think about identity. And you know, I, I felt it was such a great reflection on where we've come to as a community and the maturity of the community that that the woman who was chosen to give this amazing oration was Mama Alto, and that she that was so well received.
2: Wow! And um, what really captivated me in your um, statement just then was that you addressed Mama Alto as powerful woman. And I am forever grateful for that. I really appreciate that as well. Because um,
0: it was just so true, you know. Yes. It was it was so so visible, and I think of all, um, you know, such a memorable occasion for me um, to hear her speak too.
2: Yeah, it's just um, you know sometimes I still struggle myself because there are of course still pockets of um, communities and societies where. People just don't see us, the women we truly are and you know, the women who are capable of making changes or the, the women who are capable of, you know, feeling things beyond just the physical flesh, you know. So um, that was very empowering. Um, so with the social justice program, what are other cool projects you guys have in the pockets?
0: I think one of the things we have to get better at as a, as a council and as a community is actually understanding how everyday decisions that are made um, impact on the lives of people who are trans or non-binary and that um, it's necessary for staff right across our organisation to be mindful of that. So recently we were looking at um, plans for a new sports stadium yeah. and and looking at these plans and actually saying, well, you've got the women's toilets and the men's toilets. Um, are there sufficient unisex toilets or toilets for people who identify as non-binary? And, and we need that kind of thinking to be in the minds of people who are town planners, yeah. who are project managers on these big projects. And so I think that um, where we can make a true difference is not just in running programs for trans or non binary people, but in making sure that every staff member in the organisation knows that it's their responsibility to ensure that all of the programs they run are inclusive inclusive and accessible to everybody. And and that's when, you know, you know you're really getting somewhere. You're not kind of doing something on the side for a group, but actually incorporating inclusion into the everyday design of buildings and programs and everything else you do.
2: Mm, I absolutely agree with you because as Australia has grown to be more diverse, culturally rich, um, you know, we, everybody eventually is a part of every, of different intersectionalities and I feel like, you know, every single decision we make will affect one another. So, um, kudos (laughs) for the having council. (laughs) Um, Now, speaking of the bathroom issues, I know it's been such an ongoing topic for a while, but... um, So, there are two sides. So, people suggest that there should be gender-neutral bathroom and also women bathroom. Um, Is that the direction um, the new sports stadium will have to?
0: Look, I I think it probably is. Um, I would always say I feel that people should use the bathroom they feel comfortable using and I don't really mind, you know, never being fussed about which bathroom that is. But, you know, I, I... I, I recognise that as a community we've still got a journey to go. I think if you look at really good design,
1: yep.
0: really good design um, would in some cases actually avoid the concept of a bathroom and just have um, places people would go into straight off the, the street or the you know the main parts of buildings so that you, you avoid the whole question and so that every bathroom is accessible to every person. Right. Um, yep. in, in sports stadiums where you've got change rooms and everything this is something that I don't think as a community we've quite got a head around how to manage entirely. Right. And, you know, that that's a learning journey that we're on and probably something we need to get more feedback from people about what they'd like to see. And so that's the type of feedback that people could give us by contacting us on the email address I gave earlier or ringing us on the phone yeah. to actually let us know. But also it's why it's so important that people get involved in consultation processes with council because with most of the sort of big building projects that we would do, for example, we would always um, make some plans available to the community for feedback and and for people to say what they think. And and there's such an extraordinary opportunity then for people to influence design outcomes. And I, you know, know there's so many ways in which we can be involved and our time is precious so it's hard to be involved in everything. But and, And we, I think, as a council need to get better at making sure we are going out and asking people asking the right people, and not just waiting for people to come to us for that feedback and involvement as well. All
2: mm, right. Now, um, th- and the email is mailbox at Um As a member of the community, um, I do have some, you know, ideas to suggest on there now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I live in um, Print Bank Council and every year they try to push... Um, the whole aspect of multiculturalism and diversity—not yet, um, not yet, exa- not, not yet LGBTIQ-focused—but um, I think they're going that way. And um, one of the cool projects they have is that they get kids involved with their own um, cultural background. So um, they host um, you know, um, the um, the African uh, nights, and they have. Um, you know, the, the the Lantern Festival and they have, you know, the Chinese New Year Festival and they have, like, the Food Festival as well. Um, yeah. So perhaps that's something Darren Council can sort of, you know, um, follow the footstep with, you know.
0: Yes, and we have those kind of festivals as well. We have an amazing festival called the Kite Festival. Kite festival and yeah. that's a really beautiful one where people can come... And fly kites together but also join in a whole lot of other community activities and it celebrates you know the joy of kite flying but also um, cultural traditions that go back centuries Mm. and you know we have food and homemade food and wine festivals and i think there's so much that local councils do that whatever council people live in it's actually really worth finding out what your council has on offer Mm. um whether it's things that are open all the time like your libraries or whether it's those special events um you know we have a lot of cultural and arts programming in our art centers and one of the things i love about our art centers is that um the we, we particularly give priority to voices that might not otherwise be heard in the arts and so you know whether that's um people from first nations communities or from queer communities um you know we curate arts shows that enable marginalised voices to be elevated and to, to have access to these great facilities.
2: Well, that also is amazing and I certainly believe that Durban Council is also um, eco-friendly and very sustainable with your fest- your, your festivals and all that too.
0: Yes. Yeah, we... Um, We have a community that cares very deeply about the environment, and I'm really proud that in 2016, um, when the new council was elected, following the local government elections, we became the first council in the world to declare a a state of climate emergency, and then we went on to develop a climate emergency plan. Um, And one of the things we know is that you know communities with less access to resources and communities that face discrimination are often going to be the hardest hit by um, the climate emergency and it's so important that we do more um, both to try and influence better state and federal government decisions but also to mitigate the impacts and ensure that um, everybody has you know opportunities to live well in their community so one of the big programs we run is called solar savers which enables people um, who live in the community to get solar panels on their roof at no upfront cost and um, the cost of those solar panels is paid back over a decade through uh, an increase in the rates so you sort of only pay as you save on electricity bills and I think that's a we've, we've prioritized that program towards people on lower incomes And I think it's an amazing example of how, you know, the sort of social justice dimensions of our work intersect with our desire to see better environmental outcomes as well.
2: Wow. Sounds amazing. I I really have to bring these ideas to you. Your council. So, thank you so much, <laughs> Suzanne. Thank you for your time. You're listening to Trans POV on Joy 94.9. So please check out um, Reservoir Leisure Centre website or the Devon Council website for details of the um, of the swimming and fitness activity um, program. Is that
0: right? Yes, please okay. do. Absolutely. Um, Reswell Leisure centre and there'll be yoga classes and a wow. res class and cardio <laughs> equipment, pools, um, spa, everything. And we'd love to see lots of people there.
2: All right. Thank you again, Susan. Thank you for your work and thank you for, for your time. And, it's been uh, a
0: pleasure, Anastasia. Thank
2: you. I look forward to have you back on the show talking about other projects
1: coming up. Thank you.
0: Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
2: Show.
1: Yeah, as always, you know, if you do want to reach out to us during the week, you can. Um, we're always looking for new ideas and new stories that anyone might actually want to share with us. It's always about a bit of positivity. Um, you can reach us at uh, transpov at uh, joy.org.au. You can get us also on Instagram, uh, transpov. Uh, you can get us on Facebook.
2: We have to ease the
1: grind now. We do. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, this it's, it's a work in progress. I never knew, honey. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta do, look. I, and, and the thing is, I probably need to find somebody who can actually do the social media. I think we got a new producer coming on, yeah. And so they'll probably help us with a bit of that because, you know, between doing drive show, the advocacy work, doing this show as well, it's it's a bit hard to. Get all in there to show all of our pretty faces. So, but you can also follow along with us as well on on stuff. You'll, like mine's uh, uh, Mish Shepherd, and yours is
2: Rainbow in the Ashes.
1: Yeah. On Instagram, really. Yeah.
2: And uh, you can also check out the notes section on, on Trans TV Kitchen
1: Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is where I include all these recipe writing. Which is which is quite amazing. So we do appreciate you following along and and staying in touch with us. But again, you do want to reach out, uh, feel free at any time. Uh, Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9.
0: This podcast was produced by Joy Media.